0: John chapter 11, beginning with verse 28. And when she had said these things, she went her way and secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, The teacher has come and is calling for you. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into town, but was in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the house and comforting her when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, followed her, saying, She is going to the tomb to weep there. Then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. And the shortest verse in all of scripture simply says, Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. And some of them said, could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus again, groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was, where he was lying, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I know that you always hear me, but because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. Then many of the Jews who had come to Mary and had seen the things Jesus did believed in him. But some of them went away to the Pharisees and told them the things that Jesus did. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered a council and said, what shall we do for this man works many signs? If we let him alone like this, everyone will believe in him, and the Romans will come and take away both our place and nation. Father, I pray today that we would understand why Jesus wept, and that we will understand how his holiness brought him to that place of weeping. Lord God, teach us today your word, and we pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. One of the questions that pastors are often asked is, why did Jesus weep? And there are a lot of questions there, but a lot of different ways to look up. And and so we see that the idea of the word weep in in the Greek, it means to tear up in the eyes, um, there is a couple of different Greek words that would have been used when they were describing the, the the mob of people as they were weeping. They were weeping loudly. I don't know if you've ever been to a funeral where um, there are mourners there. I have actually been to funerals where they pay mourners to come. And it is, it is, a, uh, it is a very eerie sound to hear these people um, wailing over the death and the loss of someone. And And so this is the idea that they are very loud, they are very open, but yet this isn't the same word that would be used for for Christ. Instead, the Greek word that would have been used for Christ was quietly tearing up, quietly, not not where they could hear him, but, but tearing up in his eyes, and I imagine tearing up within. And so the question becomes, did Jesus weep because Lazarus was dead? A lot of pastors say, well, of course, he was, he was emotional. He felt that, that love for those people, and he wept because Lazarus was dead. Why would he weep because Lazarus was dead? Because remember who Jesus is? He is the resurrection and the life. What was about to happen? He knew, why am I weeping for this guy? I'm about to raise him from the dead. As a matter of fact, the only person that was probably upset about this act was probably Lazarus himself. Think about that for a moment. He's already gone through the pain of death. He's already out of here. And now Jesus raises him from the dead. So Jesus wasn't weeping because Lazarus was dead. Because Jesus had no fear of death. He was not concerned about the state of Lazarus. He's about to raise this man from the dead. Remember what he told his disciples? He said, listen, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad that this happened. He was glad that Lazarus was dead because he was about to use it as An example of who he was. So no, he didn't didn't weep because of that. Well, how about this? Did Jesus weep because he was late? Remember what Martha said to Jesus? Had you only been here? And then the words of Mary. Had you only been here? I know that my brother would live. Was Jesus late? Folks, let me tell you something. Jesus is never late. Never, ever, ever is Jesus late. Now, he may not be on your time, right? Anybody ever ask God, Lord, are you hearing my prayer? God, don't you know this was going to happen? Brother Tom preaches that you know all things. Why didn't you show up? Jesus is always on time and he is always there. He just may not be the it may not be the same way that we were hoping or thinking, but I'm telling you Christ is never late. But Martha accused him of it. Remember what the Bible says prior to this, he waited 4 days. So surely Jesus was late. Folks, Jesus is never late. Never. Here's what really is happening. Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53, and I'm going to use just part of that. I'll read the whole thing, but I want us to focus on part of this. Isaiah 53 says, he is despised and rejected by men. By men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. This is Christ, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. He is looking at the people. He is paying attention to what is actually happening to the people. They do not recognize who he is. They have not paid attention to the miracles that he has done. They are saying, Lord, you're late. God, had you only been here. Lord, this man is dead. He's weeping because of the state of the people. They don't recognize him for who he is. They don't see him as the Christ. They don't see him as the only hope. Instead, they see him as a man who was late. Or a man who loved his friend. But the truth is, Jesus wept because of the state of his people. And I imagine today that if Christ were to return to this earth and show up at a church service, and a lot of our church services across America, he would weep again from what is preached from the pulpit. He would weep again because the people only look at him as a giant Santa Claus up in the sky. They don't recognize him for who he is and what he is about. He is the son of God, the living God, Emmanuel, God with us. But we don't look at Jesus that way. A lot of our churches don't. Matter of fact, a lot of our churches are like, well, you know, Christ can't be everywhere. Really? He was grieving over the state of his people. The lack of faith that they showed. The lack of faith that they had. I, this morning as we uh, were able to baptize these, we have uh, two more that will be baptized. They were supposed to be baptized today, but unfortunately they, they were sick. Their family was sick this week, and so they were not able to come. And, but we'll be getting them baptized here pretty soon, and, and I believe with, with an, at least one or two more. But what we saw this morning, we saw people coming and, and proclaiming their faith in Christ. Even, even a little child who was scared to death, I was going to drown her. <laughs> she, she wasn't worried about that. All she wanted people to know is, listen, I may be young, but I want to follow Christ moving forward. Somebody asked me one time, well, do you think that, that they have a really a good understanding? I've, listen, if, if a child doesn't have a good understanding, I, I, I will not try to baptize them. I will not move forward. But I can't save anybody more than they're already saved. And I look at a child and I realize something when they understand in their heart what they truly desire. Now, are these kids that were baptized, today they going to be perfect? No, because even though their parents are trying, their parents still set other examples. They're still going to. Even though there's a godly example set, they're still going to see failures in parents, so we're going to see failures in these kids. But one thing I want you to know is the one thing that we as a church have to do is we have to push them forward in their faith so that they never lose sight of who Jesus Christ really is. So that he's not just some lucky charm that they get... A lot of our folks that I know that you'll see a lot of athletes have Philippians four thirteen and all these different uh, things upon their, their their jackets and 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 you know I can do all things through Christ. What they're saying is God help me to hit the ball just right, shoot the basket just right, catch the ball, throw the ball. No no no. Listen, here's the reality of it. We want to push these children to say you can do all things through Christ that He has called you to do. But God doesn't care about the score of a game. He cares about the score of your character. And we must push these children to understand that Christ is all that he says he is. He is everything that they need. He is their help in a time of trouble. He is their peace in a time of war. He is their hope in a time of grief. These people did not recognize who Jesus was. And the Bible warned us. He told us that he was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. He knew Why he was coming? He was coming because he was dying for a lost and sinful world. I'm afraid that after a little while, when a child is baptized, they go through those teenage years. And teenagers, listen to me. If you were baptized as a young person, let me ask you this question. Do you remember what it felt like when you walked forward? Do you remember what it felt like when you gave your life to Christ? Do you remember the commitment you were ready to give? Where's that commitment today? Does it still stand? Is it still there? Brother Tom, you don't understand. Some tough times have happened in my life, and I'm just really doubting God. You know what? I don't have an issue with that because God's bigger than your doubt. And whatever you're struggling with, if you'll just tell God the truth, I don't care if you yell at him and tell him the truth. But you need to get the truth out. God, I'm struggling with whatever's happened in my life. I'm struggling with doubt. I'm struggling with anger. I'm struggling with, with everything, God. God knows your heart.
1: Be honest. Jesus knew the heart of these people, and so he wept.
0: The Bible also uses another word. In verse 38, it says, then Jesus again groaning. This idea to groan. Not to grumble, but to groan to truly be bothered in a way that that is unbelievable, to insist sternly, state with firmness, Um, to scold, rebuke harshly, exhibit irritation, uh, feel strongly, be deeply moved, have an intense feeling of concern. This is what Jesus was doing. He was groaning within himself. He's getting aggravated with the people. No, he is getting a holy groan within him saying, listen to me, recognize who I am. And the people just could not do it. He comes to the tomb, and it was a cave. Now, let me tell you about these caves. The soft rock, and it wasn't exactly soft, but it was a a lot softer than what we would think of when we think about a really hard rock. But they would go in and hew out these big sides of of a hill where these rocks were, and they would hew it out, and they would have normally eight graves. So it's not like it would just be one. It would be eight places for people to lay their loved ones. And normally a family would go out and stake a claim to a particular spot. And in that one place would all be people who were kin to one another. So there's a really good chance that he's not the only one there in this burial place. But Lazarus is there. They have taken a stone, and the reason the stone was there was to keep thieves out because a lot of times thieves would go in and hide. It was also a place to keep animals out. It was a way to keep animals out by rolling the stone over. But here Jesus is groaning within himself. The people can't recognize who he is, and there's all these different questions, and people are just really struggling, and a lot like uh, there in Matthew 16, Peter And the disciples are with Christ, and it says, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Again, people haven't recognized who Jesus is, correct? He said to them, but who do you say that I am? And that's the very question I ask you this morning. Who is Christ this morning? And Peter looks at him, and Peter says these words. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Folks, either you believe that about Jesus, or you have no faith at all. This is either who Christ is, that he is the Son of the living God, or
1: you do not know Christ at all. Peter answered this. These that were walking with Jesus at this time with with Lazarus, they they haven't
0: caught up yet. They haven't figured out who he is. They're struggling with, with this man who has done all of these signs and wonders, and they're really trying to figure out exactly what is taking
1: place, exactly what is happening. He's groaning, there's a struggle. Then we read again.
0: Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that you would be- if you would believe that you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Now, he said this because he wanted the people to recognize I and the Father are one. God always hears me. And in verse 43, it says, now, when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Had you been there? Let me ask you a question. This thing, if you would have been there, don't you think your response would have been faith? Have you ever seen anybody else raise the dead? Y'all ever seen anybody walk on water?
1: I've met people who thought they could walk on water, Right? If I'd have been there, I would would have hoped that my response would have been faith.
0: But in order to understand that people still to this day struggle with who Christ is, look what happens. Verse 45 of John chapter 11 says, Then many of the Jews who had come to Mary and had seen the things Jesus did believed in him.
1: They had put their faith in him. Why? Because they saw.
0: But you know what the Bible tells us? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. That's us, by the way. That's Rebecca and Cade. That is Louie and Samantha. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. These people saw, so now because they've seen the miracle, they, they put their faith, they put their belief in Christ. But listen, here's the reality. Some, though, went away to the Pharisees and told them the things that Jesus did. Some couldn't understand. They had their faith in the leadership of Israel, not recognizing that the true leader of Israel had shown up. But what did they do with the true Israel,
1: the true leader, excuse me, what did they do with him? They killed him. They put him on a cross And the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered a council and said, what shall we do? Folks, if you're here this morning wondering what you should do with Christ, you should trust him. You should put your faith in him. Well, Brother Tom, I'm trying to be really good. Let me remind you again. There is none righteous, no not one. We're never going to be good enough. There is only one, and that is God. That is Christ, the living God. We need to understand that Jesus was broken because the people didn't know who he was. So do you trust Christ? Do you trust that he is who he says he is? He is never late, amen?
0: He is the answer to all of our temptations. In every way, he was tempted, yet with what? Without sin.
1: And he is the answer to this fallen world.
0: Other time we enjoy church. It's been nice. It's been fun. It's been good. We enjoy coming. But I will never, ever come forward to put my faith in Christ. I'm just going to keep trying to be a good person. Well, I hope that your time with me is good because when you die,
1: we will be separated for all eternity. Because you see, I realized even as a pastor, I'll never be good enough.
0: That is why my faith is in Christ. Jesus wept because he understood the heart of the people. And this morning, he would weep over some of you because you're, in your mind, maybe Baptist enough, Catholic enough, Lutheran enough, whatever it is, in your mind, you're there. And Jesus is
1: weeping because you have no clue that without him, you are nothing. We recognize him as our only hope He said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. So I'll take your church membership,
0: your baptism as an infant, and I'll
1: trumpet with Jesus. And I will tell you that none of those things matter without Christ. Maybe you're here today and you say, you know what, I was baptized as a kid, as a little child,
0: but I really didn't know what I was doing. Then why don't you step out as an adult this morning and say, I'm ready to follow Christ. And I don't care if I got to
1: get in the water to show everybody. I just want to follow Christ. Maybe you're here today and you say, you know what,
0: we've been coming for a long time but I have yet to take that step
1: with my family and become a member. If you're a believer, step out this morning. As a husband, step out and lead your family. If you're a single mother,
0: don't go looking for a man because all these women that are married will tell you they ain't the answer.
1: Jesus Christ is the answer. That is who you need in your home. And if you've never followed Christ,
0: let your children, even as a single parent, see that you want to lead your house with Christ. Let's stand together. Father, we thank you that you love us. God, we thank you that you have given us the gift of your son. He took our shame, our pain, our penalty, our sin, Upon himself, He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. Lord, today, today, may we follow you where you lead us. Let us not even think when the invitation starts. Let us just step out. We
1: pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Greek.